At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products, because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. The Denver CityCast is presented by Bet Rivers. Bet Rivers Sportsbook is the industry leader when it comes to online sports betting, and it has you covered for the NFL season. They're offering same game parlays and pro football matchups. They're bringing back their reduce the juice promotion on game days, too. And this NFL season, they have a $1 million beat the spread challenge with thousands of dollars given away each week. Pro football betting is just more rewarding on Bet Rivers. Download the app or go to betrivers.com to bet. This is the Denver City Cast with Holden Kushner, presented by Bet Rivers. It's Holden with Veasan. It is the Denver City Cast presented by Bet Rivers, and it is a little mixed emotions here. Obviously, a great win for the Broncos, still in the playoff race. On the other hand, a very emotional day remembering Demarius Thomas. So here's what's going to happen with the show. I'll start with a little more of a tribute to DT here from Peyton Manning. Uh, He had some interesting things to say about the situation yesterday. We'll get into the game as well from a betting side as I did lose my bet yesterday. Listen, we were on fire. We were up almost seven units over the last two weeks. This week I had the one bet and it didn't go well as it went over 42 and a half and over 43 and a half, but we'll get into the game. We'll take some things from the stats that we saw yesterday and over the last few weeks and apply them going forward. I think there's a pretty interesting line on Javante Williams that we might want to look at going forward as well. We'll preview the opening lines for the Bengals game, a monster game. Look at the playoff races and then... My man, Tony Niehaus, Denver guy with Rumpier Betts. 
He's going to join me. We'll talk some Broncos. We'll talk some Nuggets. And we'll talk about betting from feel. But let's start. Let's start here. So the Broncos, you had a few of them showing up in those 88 jerseys. You had Brandon McManus with the custom cleats with Demarius' smile on them. You had Armando Silva, the local artist, out in the parking lot painting a portrait of Thomas, and they brought that into the locker room with the Broncos. You had the pregame moment of silence, the video tribute with Thomas's 80-yard touchdown catch from Tebow back in the 2012 playoffs. And then the really, the, the thing that hit home was pregame when you had the Broncos coming onto the field with just 10 men in honor of DT. The Lions actually declined the, the delay of game penalty. So Fangio got together with Campbell on the Lions side. They said, listen, this is what we want to do. And don't forget the Lions just went through a whole bunch of hell themselves. You know, they had the, the, the murders up there in Oxford at the, sh the, the shooting at the school. They had to go through it. And this week, you've got the Broncos going through a very emotional time as well. So Cortland Sutton runs out onto the field after the penalty is declined. It was just very moving. It really was. And you could tell. Uh, the Broncos, by the way, their last touchdown drive went 88 yards. And after the game, Sutton was asked today, he goes, man, that's crazy. That is crazy. 88-yard drive on the last touchdown drive of the game for the Broncos. Then the Broncos, um, they look pretty darn good. They came out. They had their second opening drive touchdown in, what, 29 games under Shermer? Second opening drive touchdown, but they got that. You could tell there was an energy there. It burned off a little bit, but it came back. They went out and they drubbed the Lions. But before we get to the game, before we get to the bets, I want you to hear what Peyton Manning had to say before the game started yesterday. A special and unique, and unique guy, obviously an incredible player, uh, dependable, accountable, tough, uh, hardworking, unselfish, all the things you want in a great teammate, uh, in a great teammate, much less an incredibly talented receiver. But off the field, he was every bit as good a person as he was a player. Very giving to all of uh, his teammates' charities, great with all the players and families, uh, um, uh, coaches, families, and kids. So um, uh, it really, it's, it's been really tough. Thoughts uh, and prayers are with his family. He will be, he will be dearly missed. Uh, he was great to my kids, great to my family, which is more important than any touchdown that he ever caught from me. But. The thing I'll say is, I mean, he was a big reason why I came out here to play. Um, I, I knew what he had done in just two years, but I also knew what I, what he was capable of doing. And uh, that was a big part of the attractiveness of coming out to play for the Broncos. For, so for so many reasons, I'm very indebted and thankful to Demarius. So again, emotional day with Demarius Thomas. Take a quick break, come back, look at the bet that I made look at some trends that are going on, see if we can apply anything going forward, and also check out the playoff chances and the big game against the Bengals. This is the Denver CityCast presented by Bet Rivers. Being a homer has its perks at Bet Rivers Sportsbook. 
Every day, Bet Rivers offers a special hometown discount on parlays involving local teams. To get your hometown discount, just open the Bet Rivers Sportsbook app and check the daily specials to place your bet on a unique parlay with hometown teams and players. Then root, root, root for the home team and win together. Bet today on the Bet Rivers Sportsbook app or go to betrivers.com. Must be 21 and located in Colorado. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 522 4700. The VEASAN Mid-Season Football Special is here. Put the VEASAN betting experts to work for you from now through February for only $99. Daily best bet emails, 24-7 video streaming, betting splits for every sport, point spread weekly, plus in-depth data and analysis on VEASAN.com. Sign up today at VEASAN.com slash subscribe and get everything we have to offer for the rest of the football season for only $99. That's vcin.com slash subscribe. Let's review yesterday's bet with the Broncos and the Lions. 10 and 2 to the under with the Broncos games. Yesterday, uh, I took it on the chin with that loss. So we had been, we've been rolling these last two weeks. Yesterday, I'm feeling great. And all of a sudden you see the Broncos come out. They just shove it right down the Lions faces. The Lions come back, score some points, then turnovers, leaving short fields uh, for the Broncos yesterday. And ultimately that under 42 and a half and under 43 and a half, it lost, but it lost late. I mean, the second half really did slow down to a point to where there were a few minutes I thought we were going to get that bet. I truly did. I truly did. The, the first half was just completely abnormal, and the second half, uh, it, it kind of made up for it. And I made a note at halftime. I said, boy, this second half is really going to slow down because we saw the turnovers. We just saw too many things, uh, as a matter of fact, that I didn't like. But once Javante went in on the first drive, that didn't surprise me. They were up 7-0. It took them a little over five minutes. That didn't surprise me. I, I had a feeling they were going to come out with some strength, with some emotion. And maybe going back to that, thinking, okay, I should have waited after the first drive to bet the under. So maybe a lesson learned there. But in hindsight, it's a lot easier. It's a lot easier to see that and say, okay, that's exactly what's going to happen. Um, the, the Bridgewater throw to Albert O with two minutes left in the game. I mean, we're there. We we're covering this thing four yard touchdown past Albert O and that did us in there, but nonetheless, the uh, Broncos get the 38, 10 win. I'd rather them win than lose that bet. So at least we're in the mix for the playoffs. Still 48 was the total in that game. Think about that. How in the first half, these two teams were just absolutely rolling. They had 27 points, then 14 more in the third quarter for the Broncos. And the fourth quarter is when it really slowed down. We had a chance to get it, just didn't get it. Oh, well, things happen. Okay, so the line, the line here, it was seven and a half this time last week, on Monday of last week when they opened it up, seven and a half. And quickly some money came in, pushed it to eight and a half. A couple of days ago, I guess Thursday, right? A few days ago, you start learning that the Lions are going to have some losses. Then a flu starts going through their locker room and they're down like major bodies. They had practice squatters all over the place. 
defensively. They had a couple offensively as well. Things were not going well for the Lions on a health standpoint. And this thing, I see it 10 and a half on Friday, and it closed at minus 12 and a half. So this thing goes from seven and a half to 12 and a half. The total, which was at 43 and a half, ended up closing at 42. So at least we got some CLV there, but that doesn't matter. Closing line value is what that is. So we had it at 42 and a half. At least we got the hook. Broncos cover the spread big time. The total goes under. So we're 0-1 there. Broncos team total. I want to, this was a personal bet. I'm not sure I gave this out. I took it on the chin on that one too, because I had the Broncos team total under 26 and a half. And obviously that didn't work out too well. Uh, they scored more than that. And another personal bet was the Lions under 15 and a half. And that one actually cashed, but I didn't give them out. So they don't count. 0-1 is the official tally there. Kegger came on and gave us Tampa Bay minus three. I rolled with him on that one. So at least on the show, we were kind of even, but you know, my bet just failed. And, and that's tough for me to stomach. I don't like giving out bets, but that, that are going to lose, but it's going to happen from time to time. And we're still plus money on the show. Okay. Let's look at some player props and some besides for the game lines. Now let's get into the player props. Javante yesterday, his player prop was 64 and a half. And Melvin Gordon was down at 48 and a half. Very, very interesting where Javante's line just completely went bananas. And I wonder why that is. Did they really think that Melvin wasn't going to play or that Melvin wasn't going to get the same workload? It, it doesn't really make sense. But going forward, here's what we need to do. And I don't know where they're going to set Javante lines at. But Javante has gone over his rushing prop in three of his last four. And he went over again, 64 and a half yards this past week. And he just ran and ran and he got to 73. 15 for 73 and a touchdown. Melvin, on the other hand, he outrushed Javante by nine carries. 24 to 15, 24 for 111 and two touchdowns. So Melvin has gone over his rushing total in five of his last nine games. I really can't take anything out of that. His rushing total was 48 and a half, and he just blew through that in the first half. Uh, his touchdown anytime was minus 150. Also for Javante, I saw that close around minus 150, and they both scored twice. So you cashed that one. If you had a both scoring two touchdowns, then you made a nice profit there. Um, this is another bet that we're going to start looking at going forward, okay? Teddy passing yards under the number. Because now he's gone under the number in six of his last seven games. Six of seven, Teddy has gone under. Yesterday, 231 and a half yards. He was at 179. Wow. Over under minus 115 both ways, 231 and a half. I am looking forward to seeing what they set it out for this Bengals game. Because 231 and a half was just way too high. In a game where they were favored. I, as of now, they're favored against the Bengals too. Get to that in a few minutes. But Teddy under passing yards and six of seven is a bet that we will track this week. And it's something that I will dig into big time and might have a bet in this game coming up against Cincinnati. The only receiving prop that I was looking at last week and I didn't touch was Jerry Judy 
Over four and a half catches was plus 175. Minus was 170. Minus 170. So over was four and a half. And then 52 and a half receiving yards. He went under on his receiving yards, over on his receptions. And the Broncos receiving game, I, I just don't want to bet on it. It's, it's too up and down. And we are relying on Teddy Bridgewater to get us over. And the lines are set so well now because Judy just doesn't seem like he's going to blow up. Cortland Sutton, uh, Tim Patrick. It's just going to be too tough to decide. All right, is this going to be the wide receiver? Is this going to be the week? Is this going to be the week they fall behind and Teddy actually has to throw to get over? I'm not messing with it. So the two things going forward, I learned, well, first of all, not every game is going to go under. Then Javante has gone over in three of four. One of those games was against the Chiefs. He had the backfield to himself. I get it. And then Teddy has gone under in six to seven. That's the big one. On to the playoff standings and odds. So the website 538 has the Broncos' chances to get to the playoffs at 21%. So they have a 21% chance of getting to the playoffs as it stands right now. There have been a couple of times when we counted the Broncos out. I think that loss of the Browns was a nasty one. The loss of the Eagles was a nasty one. Oof. Those were two really bad losses. And the Browns won. If they don't make the playoffs, that loss to the Browns, who were a skeleton crew, they had no Chubb, no Hunt. They Wasn't it Case Keenum? Um, that could be the loss to come back and sink the Broncos if they don't get in. So 10 teams for seven spots. There are some teams, you know, you got the Steelers who are 6-6-1. Six, six you got the Raiders back there. I'm not going to mess with those teams. Let's just look at where the Broncos are and how they can move up. Browns are 7 and 6, Bengals are 7 and 6, Broncos are 7 and 6, Bills are 7 and 6, Colts are 7 and 6. Five teams for two spots. And that doesn't include the Ravens who may be without Lamar Jackson, they're 8 and 5, and the Chargers 8 and 5. So let's go through this. The Broncos out of all the 7 and 6 teams are the last 7 and 6 teams. Okay? The Colts would be number one because they're six and three in the conference. You have head-to-head tiebreakers. There is no game between the Broncos and the Colts. There is no game between the Broncos and the Bills. So we're going to have to rely on conference tiebreakers or having a better record than one or both of those teams. Colts six and three in the conference. They are number one for the playoff spot. So actually the number six spot. The Bills who are in a complete free fall are five and five in conference games and they are seven and six. So Broncos behind both those teams are going to have to have a better record. It's going to be tough. Definitely not impossible, though. Definitely not impossible because you're not only chasing those two teams. I'm going to throw the Chargers and the Ravens into this, too. But let's go to the teams that are just outside, and that would be the Broncos, the Bengals, and the Browns. The eighth seed right now is the Browns, and they have the head-to-head tiebreaker against the Broncos because of that win. That's why I'm saying that. That could be a devastating loss when it's all said and done. The Bengals, this game this week, this is going to decide it. You can move up a whole spot by beating the Bengals. And who knows? I mean, the Browns could lose. The Bills could lose again. The Colts could lose again. All of a sudden, if the Broncos pull this thing off, they're 8-6. and six, And in all likelihood, really in all likelihood, they're either going to be the 8th seed or the 7th seed. They could even, believe it or not, be a sixth seed or a fifth seed. Why? Because 
the Chargers. So they're only a game behind the Chargers. I, I'm going to count them out. The Broncos aren't winning the division. They're plus, plus 2,200, 22-1 to to win it. I am not going to even entertain that. That's just not something that I see happening. So the Chargers at 8-5, and five, the Broncos have the head-to-head tiebreaker. So if they go and beat the Chargers later and somehow, some way, let's just say they're nine and eight and then Chargers are nine and eight. Well, you have the tiebreaker if you've beaten them both times. That would be huge. The problem is you're relying on the Browns and the Bills and the Colts to lose two times. And that is possible. I'm not saying that the Broncos are running the table here, but there's four games left. And if somehow miraculously they go three and one and they end up 10 and seven, they're going to the playoffs. Nine and eight's going to be a lot more difficult, but it's also not out of the range of outcomes. Can I see the Ravens losing out? Yeah. Without Lamar and the way that they've been playing? Absolutely. Could I see them more likely at a nine and eight? Yeah. Yeah. And and let's see how their conference record goes as the season finishes up. So I don't think that eight at eight and five, just a game ahead of the Broncos that the Ravens in the number four spot, that they're really a team that we should be quite as worried about. And the Steelers would be in the mix then. And the Browns would be in the mix and the that AFC uh, North is a complete debacle. Okay. And I just don't think they're getting two teams in there. Now, the problem is, is that the four seed will probably go to the division, but the Ravens might be a team that fall behind and that would be great. So to me, we're really looking at the five seed, the six seed and the seven seed. If they could take care of business against the Bengals, if they could take care of business against the Chargers and they could take care of business against the Raiders, I think that would actually leave them with the possibility of losing to the Chiefs. These are three winnable games. But we know the Broncos, and we know that we don't know which team is going to show up on a week-to-week basis. So ultimately, 21% chance they've got to beat the Bengals this week. I will say this. If they lose to the Bengals this week with three games left and a 7-7 seven and seven record, their chances are going to be suboptimal, probably sub-5% to get in there. So they need to beat the Bengals. They need the Browns to have a worse record. They need either the Colts or the Bills to have a worse record, and they need to catch the Chargers. And not everything has to happen there, but if they can catch the Chargers or at least have the same record and beat them twice, their chances of getting into the playoffs are pretty darn good. Pretty darn good at this point. Bengals, Raiders, Chargers, Chiefs to go. We need the Chiefs to beat the Chargers this week. Root for the Chiefs this week. I know. Root for the Chiefs this week. And... And before we get some other Broncos bets here, they are the main game of the two o'clock window. There's only three games this week. Broncos, Bengals, everyone around the country is going to be tuned into this game. It's going to be a big game, big game. Okay. We'll come back. Let's talk about the win total. There's a bet there. Let's talk about the lines for the Bengals game. And we'll recap yesterday's game and still to come. Tony Niehaus, run pure bets. Going to join me here on the Denver City Cast presented by Bet Rivers.
Bet River Sportsbook wants you to be in control of your football bets. That's why players love the same game parlays at Bet Rivers. Same game parlays let you mix and match player props and game bets and gives a payout boost to the winning combinations you want to root for. Combine two bets or combine many. You pick your confidence level and then watch the game unfold. Bet on same game parlays at Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app or go to betrivers.com today. Must be 21 and located in Colorado. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 522 4700. Tony Niehaus from Run Pure Bets joins me in just a few minutes. Let's get to some more Broncos bets going forward. The win total is one that we've checked out a whole bunch, a whole bunch here uh, this season. And for the umpteenth straight week, we're sitting here at eight and a, eight and a half. Eight and a half. Over eight and a half is now a massive minus number. Minus 165, under eight and a half is now plus money at plus 125. You know, there was one point, I feel like we were getting about plus 170 for them to get the nine wins. Now we're at minus 165 after these two games. The time to bet that if you thought they were going under was to bet the over was against the Lions before that game started. Is it possible they only get more one more win? Absolutely. You know, Bengals coming up. I don't see a layup here. Bengals, Raiders, Chiefs, Chargers. So if you do think they're going down and they're going to end up at eight and nine under 125, under plus 125, still a good bet. I'm I'm not going to make that bet though. I'm also not going to go over at eight and a half after we've had a million chances to get nice plus money on the Broncos. But again, that's out there for you, Bet Rivers. Over eight and a half, minus 165, under is plus 125. Looking at the lines for the Bengals games. One game, I should say, the Bengals game. Before I get into that, I want you to listen to what Mike Hilton, Bengals cornerback, had to say. He goes, he goes after this last loss that they had to San Francisco. Guys are just not coming prepared. We're not making plays as we should as a team, and we got to count on each other. So guys are not coming prepared. That, to me, tells me that Cincinnati's got some coaching issues right now. Zach Taylor looked like the wonder boy in the first half of the season, and now... Maybe some coaching issues just like the Broncos have. Here it is. I was surprised when I saw this line. Broncos minus one, minus one and a half. They are favored at home against the team that they are tied with in the playoff standings just outside. This is an elimination game, by the way. This is an elimination game. But they're tied. Wow. The Broncos are favored at home. Minus one, minus one and a half. If you go with the minus one and a half, you can get that at minus 105. If you want the Denver money line, it's minus 117 on Bet Rivers. And the Cincinnati money line is also minus 105. So you're getting minus everywhere. If you want to take the Bengals, plus one and a half, minus 117. I have no lean on this game as it stands right now. As the week goes on, I will get you that line. And, and honestly, if anything, I kind of see this line moving toward the Bengals being favorites. So if you want to back the Broncos, to me, don't even rush to the window right now. The total is set at 43 and a half and 44. That'll be something else we look at as the game goes over, uh, as the week goes on. 10 and three to the under, 43 and a half, 44. I would not be surprised to see this thing sitting at 43 by the end of the week. So we'll keep an eye on that very, very closely. So those are the lines for the Bengals game. Some thoughts on yesterday's game, betting and non-betting, okay? 
Denver's offensive line, terrific against the skeleton crew for the Lions. But you know what? You you play who you play. So the offensive line allowing just two pressures, amazing. Teddy Bridgewater could do whatever he want with the time he had. The running game, Javante and Melvin Gordon, 184 total yards. Total yards, including receiving 4.7 yards per attempt. 126 yards coming after contact. They both broke five tackles. And now Javante has broken the most tackles in the NFL again. He leads over Jonathan Taylor and Javante, obviously with less touches. Jonathan Taylor on a bye. But boy, the the hits just keep coming for Javante. But as good as Javante was last week, I mean, come on. Um, uh, Melvin Gordon was spectacular. Just spectacular. So one more time, just as far as all the touches, 40 total touches for Williams and Gordon, 194 yards and four touchdowns. Melvin came out and you could just feel that he was pissed off and the coaching staff just wanted to get him back out there and say, hey, he's the lead dog still. He's our, he's our guy. And they did. He, Gordon ran angry, really, really, really angry. And you remember that press conference he had during the week and he said, I get it. You know, everybody wants Javante and it doesn't feel great that people don't want me around, but I'm here and I still love being in Denver. And yeah, it showed yesterday he was pissed off. They both, Gordon and Williams both played 32 snaps, 24 carries for Gordon, 15 for Javante. Yes, we want more Javante, but I'll say it again, but Gordon's been productive. Yeah, it would have been cool to see Javante with 24 carries and Melvin Gordon with 15, but Melvin was great. Uh, Didn't get used in the passing game. They didn't need to throw to the running backs yesterday. Javante had two targets. And then yards after contact, Melvin had 71, Javante had 55. And it was that first drive. Again, Melvin comes out on that first drive, 11-yard run, 13-yard run. And I'm saying to myself, this dude is angry, and the coaching staff knows he's angry, and they're going to feed him the ball. And then, of course, a five-yard TD run for Javante to end the drive. And the broadcasters are just, oh, Javante this, Javante that. And I'm saying to myself, yeah, but Melvin Gordon was spectacular on that drive. What are we doing here? But we got a good two-headed monster going forward. We've known this. You're still going to see, like I told you, you're still going to see Melvin as involved, if not more involved, than Javante going forward. And Gordon out-touched Javante 24-16. So... That was something good to see. Um, You also had Draymond Jones with a monster day. My God. What? Have a day there, Draymond. He had a series where he just wrecked, completely wrecked the Lions. Remember, they're, they're down, they're deep. He sacks Jared Goff. He drops Iguabuke for a three-yard loss, and then he bats down a Jared Goff pass. And he said after the game, Draymond goes, that's probably the best best series I've ever had, including middle school. Justin Simmons had five tackles and a pick. The defense had a pair of sacks, an interception, a forced fumble. They stopped the Lions three times from inside the five-yard line. Yeah, it was a great day all around against a one of the worst teams in the NFL, but they took care of the business. And we've seen this team in the past play competition worse than them. And they lost that 
Again, that game against the Browns is just going to stick with me. The Eagles game, two games they should have had. Then again, we didn't think they'd beat the Cowboys. Wasn't so sure about the Chargers. Let's talk some more Broncos. Let's talk some DT. Let's talk Broncos going for it. Let's talk some Nuggets and betting on feel with a buddy of mine, Tony Niehaus. A lot of people here in Denver know him and know him well. Big T from Run Pure Bets. Joining me next, I'm holding with Vison on the Denver CityCast presented by Bet Rivers. Bet Rivers Sportsbook wants you to be in control of your football bets. That's why players love the same game parlays at Bet Rivers. Same game parlays let you mix and match player props and game bets and gives a payout boost to the winning combinations you want to root for. Combine two bets or combine many. You pick your confidence level and then watch the game unfold. Bet on same game parlays at Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app or go to betrivers.com today. Must be 21 and located in Colorado. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Okay, Denver CityCast presented by Bet Rivers. Happy to be joined by Big T, Tony Niehaus, of course, with Run Pure Sports, Run Pure Bets. And I have to be up front with you. I am with Run Pure Sports and Run Pure Bets, <laughs> but I did want to get Tony over here. Long time in the Denver area, one of the best betters I know as well. Tony, thanks for the time, buddy. How are you doing? Yeah, excited to come on with you. I know what you've been doing, crushing it, everything you do, like usual, and was excited to come on here because I lived in Denver for a long time, love talking Denver sports, and definitely want to come on with my boy Holden. Weren't you a big basketball star out here? Don't you hold records <laughs> in high school? I mean, if you can be a big big star, isn't everyone a star in high school, Holden? Yeah, not me. Well, no. You're probably the, a star uh, in some areas in high school. Well, third string, point I'm guard. Not, maybe not um, in sports, maybe in the other activities. No, not good there no. either, buddy. Uh, not good at all at anything in high school. So so a uh, little bit different between you and me. But listen, <laughs> yeah. in, in all seriousness, yesterday, and you've been to Broncos games here, and you were here during the Super Bowl runs. I was, it was, I was live in person actually for Peyton Manning's first game when I, I I'm almost pot. I think he threw six touchdowns. I'm pretty sure two or three of them was to Demarius as you lead into it. I could be totally wrong. That's totally off the top of my head, but I'm pretty sure that's true. Well, I'll go look that up as yeah. you talk about what happened yesterday, obviously, but go back. So you're at Peyton Manning's first game and Demarius Thomas, listen, somebody has a, a fantasy football guy is a better as just an NFL fan had a chance to interview him maybe two times. I think the whole time, but as somebody that grew up, you know, really loving the franchise and a big fan of Demarius Thomas, how'd you handle the news and how are you doing now? Yeah. I mean, he, he first of all, he was just awesome. Great dude. He, I've never heard anything bad about him from anyone, which says a lot because when they're in the spotlight as much as they are, even from when he was at Georgia Tech, you just never heard anything bad. And, I mean, everybody has bad days, which you're going to hear some people say stuff. And he just never had those. So it's super impressive. That's off the field. And on the field, he was just he was a total stud with Peyton, crushed. And I still remember, I mean, the play everyone talks about is the playoff game. Tebow to him, the post pattern, going to the house getting a playoff W just awesome stuff. I mean, listen to Peyton Manning talk about him. You can just see how high of a re regard everyone holds him in. And yeah, just a, a total stud on and off the field. 
Do you remember the Ravens game where Peyton threw for 462 and seven touchdowns? That's probably the game I was talking about. It was, I, I was at the, was that the first one? It, it was a Thursday night game. I was knew it was a night, night game because I went. I saw, I thought it was the first one. It was the opening night, I thought, but it might not have been. I'm pretty yeah, sure it was. was opening night. Was it his first game, though, or was it like his second season first game? Might have been his second season, but I'll just say he did throw a touchdown to Demarius. I still remember the game. play because it was, it was a little out. It was like a, a screen. They used to throw that same play to DT. It was like his signature play. Where the there'd be, I think they triple stack the the side. They'd hit him, get the two receivers, and he would just take off down the sideline. That was the play. I'm almost positive. Yep, that was the play. And listen, for both of us being in the betting world and the DFS world, <clears throat> that was kind of when the the DFS boom came, right? Yeah. We had right around that time, 2012, 2013, and that was the offense, man. I, I don't know if people were understood stacking or anything like that, but I, I will never forget. It was Peyton Manning, DT, Emmanuel Sanders, and you just throw those three guys in there and you hope to win money. That was a prolific offense that DT was a part of. I mean, that, that team for the Broncos just scored a ton of points. Peyton was was amazing and all those weapons. It was it was fun to see. So they went to what? Did they, they went to two Super Bowls, right? They won one yeah, and lost one, right? They got just mm -hmm. totally waxed by Seattle. Somehow I was on the right end of both of those bets. I was super high on Seattle, and then I was super high on them over, I mean, Cam Newton, the fall of freaking Cam Newton. But what an easy bet, Broncos over Cam Newton and the Panthers. Well, I think a lot of people probably said it wasn't that easy of a bet, but when you win the bet, it was a good bet. It always and looks easy afterwards, right? Yeah, <laughs> of course. Yeah, you wake up, you've got units in your account. It looked easy. If it didn't, it was awful and uh, it was the worst night ever. But yeah, I think that that Seahawks game, it was that Seahawks Super Bowl game where they just got wiped off the face yep. of the earth. And he was, and DT was basically the one guy that went out there and did anything. He had 13 catches for 118 and a touchdown. So that was the nasty one. And then the next year when they came back and they won everything, it was pretty good too. But you know, I know you keep in touch with a lot of guys uh, and girls back here in town, and we're going to talk some nuggets too, but looking at the Broncos specifically here, it's been rough. I mean, we've got, what, five years now where they've just done nothing, and you growing up in a time where they had so much success. What do you think about the Broncos now as they're 7-6 and six, trying to get to the playoffs? And really, if we're talking about betting, just go with the unders, and most of the time it's going to cash except for yesterday. Yeah, I mean, it's one of those things, too. Like, coming into the season, if you take it all the way back, when the, there was all those rumors about Rodgers, if they were able to get a guy like Rodgers, I seriously think they have enough talent to maybe win the Super Bowl. They really do. They got tons of receivers. They got, obviously, Javante, Melvin. I don't I don't love Melvin, but he, he's talented enough. So you got two running backs, ton of receivers, good tight end. Defense is good enough, e even after the, the trade. Uh I don't know. I think they got the talent. They just don't necessarily have the coaching and maybe the quarterback play. I don't like Teddy, obviously, all that much at all. But I don't think they're as far away, maybe, as some people think. I mean, what are they sitting at now? Seven and six. They're the definition of mediocre to me, which fits Teddy because Teddy's mediocre. I saw some just insane quotes that he thinks he's going to get. 25 or 30 million or something this offseason. Yeah, I read some quotes. What, what is he? I want whatever he's on. 
Yeah, and basically that's his agent out there saying, I don't want to be in Denver anymore. Who in and the world would give that dude 25 to 30 million? Some dumb team. I mean, Ooh. come on, man. Like, that's insane. Hey, go back to the Saints. If Jameis stinks, I don't know. But, actually, that's, yeah, he's that's floating a, a number out there. right there, actually. <laughs> the yeah. Saints. He's been there. He yeah. knows the offense, and they tried to trade for him, too. But, no, you bring that up. That's that's a great point with the Broncos. The skilled position players are here. Where, I, where I, would I, they be right now if they had Rodgers coming into this? Well, they'd be 10-3. They'd be and, uh, I think yeah. they'd be every bit as good. As, he, has, he would have a better uh, wide receiver core here. His tight end would actually be – his tight ends would actually be better. He'd have a better defense. Yeah, they'd be a 10-3 and three team right now. But – I, I don't know how much they're getting him. Now, the rumors Russell Wilson I don't know if they're going to get him anymore. <laughs> they, no. I thought they were going to get him for a minute, though. There was, like, strong rumors that it was basically a done deal almost for a minute for at least a couple nights where it looked really likely. Russell Wilson would now? be nice, too, though. Get him in there. I'm starting to see, you know, fist pumps between Rodgers and Gutenhurst, and then you listen yeah. to – Collinsworth last night, and now they're winning. It's like, I wonder if everything could be repaired in just one season. That would suck for the Broncos. And then Russell Wilson, there's the report. He wants to come to Denver, too. I just don't think the Seahawks are going to give up on this guy. Like he, You can demand a trade all you want, but he's not going anywhere. Why would you ever give up a franchise quarterback? Even though he's taking a step back, I think that's because of the injury. And they probably got to get rid of Pete Carroll, right? Yeah, that's where I would start. I wouldn't get rid of Ross. I'd get rid of Pete. And I'm a, the funny thing is I used to, if you take it way back, I loved Pete. The dude won me tons of money at USC and at Seattle when they had the Legion of, of Boom or whatever the hell they called themselves. Mm-hmm. They made, I, they were like my favorite team. I had Russell Wilson jerseys and all kinds of stuff. He, I pounded that team. But like always, sometimes you just need a change. Like the dude has just, he's, he's whatever the word is, died over the last couple years. And been totally, he's just been awful. Wants to run the ball, brings in nine linemen. Just embarrassing. Yep, no doubt about it. I do want to talk some basketball with you, though. Uh, one of the best DFS players in the world. Great better as well, Tony here. The Nuggets are 13-13. and 13. Now, you know Mares, You know all the guys over at DMVR. You, you've really... Got my shirt on for the show. You got your shirt. Yeah, yep. yeah. You are. You're dialed in. Uh, here with the Nuggets too, loving basketball so much. Let's let's just have some fun and talk about Jokic for a second. Let's talk <laughs> about the greatness of Nikola Jokic, who I honest to God believe is the best player in the National Basketball Association right now. He might not be the most athletic, shooting, rebounding. He's better defensively, passer, everything. How great is Nikola Jokic? I really think he's the best too. It's- Me too. It's funny. I mean, obviously, when you look at it, there's more. Ta- I shouldn't even say more talented. Just like you, you, you probably phrased it best. Just athletic, but he's super athletic too. It's just in his own way. It's just incredible. He plays at his own pace. I've always said too. I think speed is the most overrated thing in basketball. You don't need to go fast. It's just what you do. It's when it's your burst. It's everything else. It's your footwork. You don't need to be blazing fast, and he's proven it. I mean, he is just destroying everyone. And for the amount of injuries they've had, to be 13-13 and 13 right now, I think is awesome. I think he's proven just as much as he's ever proven with this cast of characters he's got around him. They could easily be like six, seven games below 500 right now with how many injuries they've had. Uh, he's just incredible. And I look back, I mean, what, six years ago when – 
Malone wasn't playing him, I mean, as much. You can even go back to when they had Nurkic and him after the draft, Gary Harris. And, I, I mean, I kind of knew – we always liked him, Marez and me. We, we knew he'd be a stud. But I don't know if we ever fully knew he'd be the best player in basketball. I mean, I knew he'd be an all-star, a stud. He was just awesome. But, man, he, he legitimately could be the best player in the world right now. And it's just great that he's a nugget. I, I mean, what's funner than watching him play? Like, he's just he's just so exciting to watch. He shares the ball, great footwork. I mean, what is he bad at? Uh, nothing. Yeah. I mean, he's awesome at everything. He used to everything be a little weak on D, but he's even way better than on D now. Yeah, he's better now. There's no question. He's just taking the step up, and he's had to be. And the rest of that team, let's face it, there's a lot of deficiencies here. So let's talk about the rest of the Nuggets. Is it a play-in team at this point just because they have Jokic? There's not going to be Porter this year. I wouldn't be surprised if Murray doesn't come back either. They've been playing with a skeleton crew. Is Jokic great enough to will this team to at least a play-in game given the lack of talent he has around him now? It's basically what? Aaron Gordon... Will Barton and Jokic. Yeah, I mean, it is going to be it's going to be tough. Let, let me pull the standings up. So, I mean, you got about I'd say five or five, really only five, I guess. The Suns, the Warriors, the Jazz, the Clippers, and the Lakers. Even though the Lakers have been terrible, but I mean, if you got those guys, I mean, they're, they're gonna they're gonna be in there unless they get injuries. So you got five basic locks. I mean, Memphis is solid. Dallas is Dallas. That's the craziest part. So Dallas hasn't had as much turbulence, and they're they're sitting with the same record as the freaking Nuggets. They're both thirteen and thirteen right now, which says so much for for what Jokic has done. Just looking at it though. I don't know. The, the, the West looks kind of weak to me at the bottom. I, I think they can they can still sneak in the, the playoffs just because Jokic is going to be able to carry them. I mean, so you're looking at teams they're going to compete with for the, the play-in into the thing. You got Minnesota and Sacramento. I mean, I still think we're better than those two teams. Portland down low might get it going at some point. Uh, they, they, usually, they probably will. I mean, once they get healthy – get guys back, they will probably be in that same – they always end up in that same range as the Nuggets. I think we're good, though. I think he's going to lead us to the playoffs still. Obviously, we're not going to make some inc- – I mean, we can't beat teams like Phoenix and Golden State, probably Utah too, Clippers. and We probably can't beat any of those top teams, so it'll be a one-and-done once we get in. But that'd be an accomplishment, I think, with all the injuries. Come back next year. Murray comes back fully healthy. Even if he does come back this year, he's probably not going to be full strength. Come back next year, full strength. The one wish I had was, man, I wish we could have traded MPJ when he was just crushing. We had some offers out there. The hard part was he just looked so good at times that you really didn't want to give that up. But, man, his injury was always a concern for me, and I'm sure everyone in the background, just because he had, he had such issues in college that i mean only one thing i mean what are you hearing back there i mean what is he ever gonna be the same i mean we know now right we were ripping him at the beginning of the year god this guy stinks why isn't he doing anything with his back you know for for me just on porter as far as that goes they knew what the risk was coming out of college it was a great pick at the time it was an upside pick I think that I, I still think it was a good pick. Absolutely. The contract extension, though, let's talk about that. That's not going to look good, I think. It's <laughs> going to be tough for this guy to stay healthy. 
You know, it reminds me actually of Grant Hill, like later in his career when he just couldn't stay healthy. He was bouncing around. He was out for like multiple years. Personally, and I know Nuggets fans don't want to hear this, I think he's maybe a role player from here on out. And I don't think he can log a ton of minutes going forward where his body's going to break down. And they knew that coming out, Tony. I know. It got clouded a little bit just because of how good he was the last... I don't know, year and a half where he did look healthy and he looked like he looked like maybe he was past that point. But yeah, it's going to look like a bad contract now. And I like the Grand Hill comparison. And Grand Hill was one of the most talented dudes ever at Duke. Ever. He was amazing for the Pistons. And he just couldn't, his ankle and his other injuries, he just couldn't overcome it. But he still had some good seasons down the road. Like those Phoenix years, he was on those really, he might have even been on like the the really, really good Phoenix teams. I can't remember uh, which ones he was on, but he was still good as far as a role player. So there's nothing wrong with that. It's just that contract is definitely going to look rough because you're not paying that kind of money to a, 20-minute, 18-minute type guy that can score off the bench. He he can still make an impact. It's just going to be a different type of impact. All right, back to Jokic real quick. His player efficiency, he's on pace to have the greatest single-season mark. In in other measures, you look at Jokic, he's having as great a season as LeBron and Michael Jordan did in their greatest seasons. So I'm looking at here at the NBA MVP futures. Steph is at plus 140, Durant 475, Giannis plus 700. Would you bother taking a stab at Jokic at plus 1500, given that he won last year? I, but, first of all, I, I think he – well, first of all, we called it last, on the Run Pure Bets last year. We called it preseason that it was a good bet. If he hadn't won it last year, this is always the LeBron issue. When he – he they screwed – and Shaq. Go back to Shaq when – Freaking Steve Nash won over over Shaq. And MJ. It's happened to everyone over the course. They just don't want to give it. If Jokic hadn't won last year, he would be like, well, Steph's having a great year too. So it would be both of them. Like He'd probably be 2-1 to though instead of 15-1 to just because he won last year. He's just having an incredible year. I mean, you could still take a stab because, you know what, if – you never want to talk about injury. I'm not rooting for it. But if somehow, like, Steph got hurt or something, Jokic would immediately, his chances would go through the roof. So 15 to 1 is a great price. But I say that knowing if Steph stays healthy, I see virtually no path for Jokic to get it, even if he is the best player. We both agree he probably is the best player, although Steph has been incredible. I'll give him his props. He, he's been awesome this year. But I'd put them neck and neck as far as what they do for their teams. I just don't think he can win it outside of getting injuries. And on top of it, like we talked about in the last segment, they're just not going to be contending for the title either, which Steph is going to be contending for the title. So I don't think he can win. If you want to take a stab on it, though, 15-1, to 1, you know what? I've bet on worse stuff at 15-1 to 1 than the best <laughs> player in the NBA. So I don't mind it at all. But I say that knowing he probably won't win it. Yeah. And you you know what? you say, I've never heard you say this. We. You said we about the Nuggets a couple of times. And I think that's interesting when it comes to betting. My only squad, the, the Nuggets. I didn't even know so I was saying you... we. 
how do you handle that? Can you bet against your team? Yeah. You always bet on your team. How do you handle that, Tony? I think I've always done a really good job with the Nuggets, actually. They might be one of my most profitable teams ever, actually. I mean, even back to the Gallo days when they traded Mello and they got those dudes, I just have a good feel for them. And I, don't, I think it's more of when I don't like them, I don't bet the other team, but I don't bet them either. Like, I never feel obligated to bet them. I just pick my spots like we should with all betting in, in a way. I mean, if you don't like it, don't bet it. I don't think I, I have bet against them a few times, but for the most part, I'll just bet on them when I, I feel good about the spot. And then if I don't, I just will sit back and watch as a fan. Tony Niehaus, RumpyourBets.com, RumpyourSports.com. You're a feel better. There's, and I've always said this, as far as successful betters go, there's probably 98% of the betters that just have to sit there and dig all day to try and make their money. And that's me and the other 98%. And then there's about 2% of you that can just look at a line and feel one way or the other. For those that you that don't know, every week Tony puts up you know, these Wong teasers, and we can get into those another day, but he puts up the Wong teasers. And it's like, I, what did you run the table this week again? Is that what happened two straight weeks or you're about to? Well, yeah, we're going into Monday Night Football, the Rams – plus eight and a half tonight to get a sweeper. Yeah, the last two weeks were 5-0, 5-0. This week, I had two five-team type because we round-robin them all, all the combinations. So you got me saying we now. I don't know why I keep saying freaking we because it's just me but or or all the run pure bets people that, that do it with me. But, yeah, I mean, if we get the Rams, another – they just have been the most profitable the last six years. I got my spreadsheet right here. I mean, since like 2015, I've done them. They've been profitable every single year, and this year has been the most profitable of any of the years so far. Usually there's always one or two weeks where you get cleaned out a little bit and it puts you downwards. This year we haven't had that knock on wood yet as we're in, uh, approaching week 15. So I, hopefully it keeps going because it's been an incredible run with those things. Just absurd. Well, you really can't say, hey, go bet on feel and win these bets. But how do you bet on feel? Do you just look at it and it looks right to you? I, I still don't understand it. People have asked, always asked me this for DFS and betting. It's literally just I've just done it my entire life. I've I've watched literally every game from the time I was in middle school, it feels like. And gambled. I still remember being in high school. There's no way hardly, I mean, less than 1% of kids. Like, I was literally going going outside for freaking recess as, as like a freshman in high school calling the Greek.com or whatever the site was back then to put like a baseball playoff bet in. I was running pools in high school, like March Band. I still remember like handing out sheets where we would pick 10 college basketball games every day, and then we would keep the standings and stuff. Like, in freaking school, in high school. Like, uh, tell me how that, that just, uh, if you saw that today from people, you wouldn't even know what to say. But, yeah, and then we'd keep standing. So, with the line, too. It wasn't just picking winners. Like, I would give the sheet. Everyone would pick them. We'd have standings. It's just what I've done. It's what I know. It's what, it's why it's been a perfect fit for me doing, doing what I've done in the professional career. Just because I would be doing it even if I wasn't doing it as a business. So obviously I'm here with Vison and I'm doing this show right now and there's some there's a great product there. And I'm with you guys too though, and that's a great product too. So maybe we could start with a bet side and just talk about some of the things that can make 
our listeners better betters runpurebets.com what are some of the things we got going over there uh that can help the betters going forward i think that the discord is always the, the most helpful i think because there's tons of tidbits in there as you start talking about the games and different things you just learn stuff in there anyone can go on look at box scores look at line moves listen anyone can do that kind of stuff but when you get a bunch of knowledgeable people in the same spot and it's all in one one easy to use location i mean you can pull up discord on your phone you could be at your kid's game you can be at dinner you could literally anywhere you can pull up the discord 24 hours a day, there's going to be messages going down the screen about every sport, freaking any sport you want to want to talk about is in there. That to me is the starting point. And then you got just a ton of knowledgeable people up there on the site, putting videos, doing shows. There's just, I say it all the time, but the value you get at Run Pure is just, it's absurd for what you get for the price. It is, and then that's the other thing, and I think this is a broader discussion. A lot of guys just make bets on their own, right? <laughs> you're sitting there, you're making yeah. bets, maybe you're, you're taking information and you're doing it in. I think there's a massive value, and I've become a better better uh, since then, bouncing things off of other people that are smarter than me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, and I think that's the big thing here um, that we're doing over at our shop is helping people bounce things off of people smarter than them. And, and you do the same thing. I oh. mean, there's no question. All the best in the world, most of the best in the world will bounce off of other people. And I think that's good strategy for anybody. Uh, literally anyone. I think it's, honestly, I think it's what I do better than anything else I do. I'll soak it. I do it off you every single week. You throw a few plays out there. I, I love it. I put it into my own stuff. Our other people throw stuff out there. I soak in stuff about as good as anyone. I could hear something... We were doing the, the MMA show last Saturday with one of the best MMA guys I know, Mad Lab. He's talking about these fights, and all of a sudden I, I say, you just gave me the winner. The lock of the night was this Blanchfield was the name. Uh, he's like, I didn't even pick Blanchfield. I said, yeah, but you gave me a whole breakdown. And by your breakdown, I was able to take from that exactly what – what I thought the winner was. So he wasn't even picking yep. that in the fight, but by what he said, I was able to soak it in and use it as my own. I think I do that really good. And ha ha having sites like that, people like you that throw out a tidbit, like Eli Mitchell all of a sudden is getting the reps with the, the ones or the twos. And all of a sudden he goes up the list. That's another reason I can be a, a field player is just soaking up info. Anyone that won't listen to other people, outside of the the under one percent that is just absurdly talented if you don't listen to other people you're gonna not be very successful i don't care who you are if you just go and just bet and you're stubborn you don't listen to any and i'm not saying you have to listen to everything but you gotta at least process it maybe you agree maybe you disagree but you gotta at least soak it in and put it all in your own process going forward okay buddy thank you very much for hopping on i appreciate it one more time how do people check out rump your bets yeah, just go to, to runpuresports.com. We got all the DFS, all the bets in the same spot, super affordable price. And I, I think it's the best deal you could possibly have. We don't charge that much at all. And you just get so much good info guaranteed to make you a better, a better, better, no matter what, no matter how much you spend, no matter how much you wager, you're still going to, you're still going to soak in info. You're going to be profitable. And you're going to have fun doing it because we have a lot of fun doing it in the process of it.
All right, Tony, thanks for hopping on, buddy. I appreciate it. Thanks to everybody for listening today. I appreciate that as well. Tony, how do they find you on Twitter? Big T44 DFS on Twitter. Check it out. We like to have some fun there as well. And again, you can follow me on Twitter at Holden Radio. Appreciate everybody listening once again. Thanks to Tony for hopping on. And thanks for uh, checking out some of the content that I gave after the Broncos game. And then we had a chance to talk a little nuggets too. And thanks again for listening to the Denver CityCast presented by Bet Rivers. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chumpacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chumpacasino.com welcome to the family vgw group no purchase necessary void where prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus